0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the Arrowhead Pride podcast channel. This isn't a lab specifically, but it is me and my friend Craig Stout. Find him on Twitter at BarleyHop. Hanging out with you. We got a special guest today, Craig. Yes, we do. Uh, We've been trying to get this guy on for a little while. Decided to do it a little closer to the franchise tag deadline. We have the GOAT, the corporate champion. Therese Taylor is going to be joining us to talk a little draft, talk a little Chris Jones. He literally just got done breaking Matt Moore news, so it, it's a big day for Therese. Yeah, maybe we should just spend the entire time talking about the big Matt Moore news and how this thing came down and, and all that stuff. That's probably what we should talk about. We definitely shouldn't talk about Chris Jones at all. Yeah, uh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, we're so excited to have him on. We are probably going to plug the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast about 10 times today because I'm telling you, if you are not listening to it, you're making a massive mistake with your life. Um, and so please make sure you are, are, are listening to what Therese and Charles Robinson have to say because it is literally information early, information often. You are going to be a well-educated person on a lot of different things as it relates to the National Football League. But uh, let's just go ahead and jump right to that interview with Trez right now. This man really does not need an introduction in Kansas City. Like, let's just be honest. Formerly of the Kansas City Star, uh, now doing national work for Yahoo Sports, and the co-host of the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, which if you're not listening to now, you're making a huge mistake. And if you are listening, you better have left him a five-star review by now. Uh, Therese, <laughs> Therese Paler, my friend, hey, look, we're trying, to, we're trying to spread the good word about what y'all are doing on that podcast. Genuinely, my friend, um, yeah, you know, I, I try to avoid listening to cheap slanted content. I try to avoid that. I make an extension for you guys. And just because you're national, there's so many other things you learn beyond just some really good nuggets from the cheese. but what you do with that, what you do making fun of draft day and your, <laughs> your French fry takes, man, I'm telling uh, you, uh, the five man, guys, man. Cajun fries, the five guys, Cajun fries. I could not agree more with you
1: there. They're so good, man. They're so good. <laughs> I, listen, obviously because of everything going on in the world, I don't go out as much as I used to, you know, but um, and even then, like, you don't want to have those too much. Because, like, as Charles pointed out, those are big-time salt bombs, man. <laughs> it was so bad after. But when they're going down, they taste amazing. So, um, And also, man, those uh, – you know, I probably reached a little bit of my Kansas City fries, but I can't imagine kind of a life without Kansas City barbecue, man. So oh, yeah. It is what it is. I've been here 14 years, man. Looking forward to another 14 plus. No, so, so
0: you're, you're going to be sticking around here for a while, you think?
1: I, I want, I want to, I anticipate that, you know, this has been my home man for 14 years. Um, you know, now I've been out of Detroit where I grew up just as long as I spent growing up there, 18 years. When you count my four years at Howard, my 14 years in Kansas city. So, um, you know, I'm a hall of fame voter here. Um, that's something that's distributed per like market. And um, that's something that really, really matters to me. Cause I, I, I love the game of football, and I, I try to like be a football historian. You know, like that really matters to me. So the vote matters to me, and that 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 um that ability to kind of weigh in on that matters. So I, I do really want to stay here for a really long time because, um, in a lot of ways, I'll always be a Detroit kid. But Kansas City means a ton to me. Um, sure. It has been my home for so long, and I want it to continue to be my home for a very long time.
0: No, well, that's great to hear, man. I mean, and and y- I am trying not to, you know, heap too much praise on you uh but I'm um, you are so revered in in Kansas City. You really are. When I see it in our mentions all the time, your word is as good as gold and um I all the all the success that you've had so far uh you know in getting to, to be a, a Hall of Fame voter all that stuff. It could not have happened to a better dude and we're so happy that you're representing man. Kansas City the way you are, man.
1: Man, I appreciate that. You know, I you know, you know you work you work really really hard. Um, trying to do the right thing um, and that really matters to me that people like say that to you and it matters to me hearing that from you because like you know I came up the long way in this business you know I cover high schools at the start for like uh, five years six years and I I I didn't know exactly if my career was even going to take me this far so I'm very grateful that people listen to me and like trust me and that's not something I take for granted like it it matters It means the world to me to be accurate and to, like, be down the middle and, like, give people measured opinions. And I'm going to ride that as far as that takes me. And I don't want to be that guy, those guys that go, um, you know, you see people, you know, they, they spit hot takes to get attention. Like, that'll never be me. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. Like, I want people to trust what I say, and that means more to me than anything. So that actually does mean a lot to me to hear you say that. So thank you.
0: Well, no, we appreciate all you do for all of us out here. So, um, you know, and Terez, I think, you know, the work that you put in is evident and it's really evident during draft season because <laughs> the all juice team, man, there's so much work that goes into it. I know, I know what kind of work it takes to do all the stuff that you do covering the NFL, but then go do the all juice team. That's not
1: yeah. easy. No, it, but that's why, you know, I gave you guys a shout out on your draft guy. Cause it's really good work, man. Like, I um I respect, cause like you know, 2015 was a year that I decided to like basically kill myself for three months and watch tape of every guy <laughs> and yeah. have like rankings of every and like, you guys never know how much that took out of me to like do that, you know? Uh, oh, we know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I mean the listeners. Like I know you guys. Oh are, yeah. <laughs> you got. And I guess you know what? To a point, yeah. Even you guys wouldn't necessarily know because there's also the day to day responsibilities. Sure. Are, and like they want their content. You know, Yahoo Sports right. wants their content. And honestly, like you're doing this stuff in your free time. Mm-hmm. And um there's here the problem is there's always more tape you can watch, you know. Which is why I respect anybody, first of all, who does the work to watch the tape. I, I respect that, you know, um and then you guys put together a nice guy too. So um trust me man. Like it draft day is a uh you're glad that it's there because it's kind of going to be the payoff for all that work. But uh, the process to, like, watching like, – because here's the thing, right, and I'm sure you guys concur, you're – like, people think that's fun. Like, <laughs> it is, it is, it's, most of the time. It's, but, like, if you're going to finish it and do it, you're going to be watching tape when you don't feel like it, you know? when you'd rather be hanging out, when you'd rather be with uh, your significant other. Like, hey, man, you're, that's, that is a sacrifice. So that's why I say I should give you guys a shout-out and everyone else who does, too, like Nick Jacobs. Um, all these guys that do great draft work, All everyone deserves a shout-out on that because it is a monster. Man. It's really
0: fun when you're watching round one dudes and round two dudes. <laughs> but when you're in that, that late day three UDFA territory, man, it's Ugh. not fun anymore. Like that, <laughs> That's not fun.
1: Well, except, except for when you find a guy – that makes you excited. Yeah, like yep. You did. Like, Kent, wasn't your guy Bo Pete? Yeah. Oh, he, Bo Pete. I was all in on Bo Pete. He was he, one of my He was one of my guys, which is like
0: our all-juice team, basically.
1: And that's the thing. Like, it's not fun watching those guys and it's just like, oh, my God. But like two or three times when you're watching the late-round guys, someone will make you excited because you feel like you saw something yep. in them. And it's like, oh, my God, look at this guy. And then you see athletically boom he checks out tape is good i like this guy but th- that's what makes it worth it actually yep. i think i think the guys cuz like we all can evaluate like we all know like you know no one's going to be able to cover Clyde Edwards-Lear
0: right
1: <laughs> like, no one's going to be a, like his his angle routes good luck guys yeah. it's going to be a long year for people in the for linebackers right but Bo Pete or any of the late round guys you really like that really pop that's what makes it worth it man those guys for sure. And and getting
0: them to see them, you know, wind up in Kansas City, like getting to see Bo Pete wind up in Kansas City was pretty great, man. Um, I wanted to ask you about the All-Juice team, because obviously this was the first year that, you know, one of the All-Juice guys didn't wind up on the Kansas City Chiefs. My question to you is, who did you feel going into the week that had the best chance of being a Chief when the, when the weekend was all said and done that was on that All-Juice team?
1: Yeah, I was getting excited. Um... Just, I mean, I wrote about Patrick Queen because, you know, he's awesome. <laughs> he's an awesome player. Yep. Um, and he's a good kid, too. And I, I feel like he'd actually be really good here. But, like, as, as draft day came um, and I was trying to figure out, all right, which of these running backs is kind of going to get in the mix here? It was difficult for me because I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I put the same grade on him I put on Dobbins. But I hear stuff about a lot of guys, right? Right. And I, I heard they were interested in Dobbins. Um, and Edwards Hilaire is obviously a good pick, too. So I was excited about that. I was excited about Queen. I also really like Hennessy. Um, yeah. From Temple. I really thought that was – I was like, oh, Hennessy might end up, you know. Um, and, you know, you got snaked by the Falcons there. But um, Hennessy would have been a good player here. And they ended, okay. up taking, they ended up taking Niang, a guy I did hear they were interested in. But um, – you know, I, I think the Chiefs had a good draft, man. And I I like the fact that put it this way, the 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 places that they drafted players from, like that area, they got a pretty good history as far as like, you know, finding people from, the, from like that region. Right. So right. I feel like, you know, I think it was a really good draft. Um, I honestly was just grateful that the juice team lasted five years like you know, that streak is you know i never would have assumed it could last five years or three like it's just you don't know how these boards fall like yeah do i hear things sure i do but
0: for you're 14 a lot it last
1: that long <laughs> yeah
0: like you're a lot of that, things so get Getting one right is amazing right. yeah. <laughs> that
1: was, and then, like, some of the ones I have had in the past, like Eric Murray, like, who saw that, you know? <laughs> that like, passing yo, like, some of these guys. It's just like, wow, okay, you know? It, but at the end of the day, did I take pride in the streak? I did. You know, I did. Did I wish it could last six years? I did. But <laughs> I'm going to continue to do what I do, and hopefully in the future that picks back up. But it might not, because you don't know, on a year to day, like, so many things have to go right for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So many things have to go right. And honestly, as a national guy, too, I have to pick the guys that I think are going to make it, especially with those late-round picks because, like, right. that's my reputation. Like, I got to hit on those. And that, that has to always be the priority over trying to continue that streak. It's right. just because I need that list to look good, you know. So that's why I'm worried about. I'm trying to identify the talent. No, for sure. TP, I think
0: I I I think I messaged you like January or February cuz I just got done grading Bob Hunt. And yeah. I I just how close was he to making All-Juice cuz I literally watched him and I was like this dude feels like an All-Juice guy.
1: Yeah, I got to I got to pull up my team here. Um it's a lot harder to do the team now because I put like limits on myself. Like I don't let myself take all the first round guys, you know, I make myself take six round guys and seventh round guys right. and fifth round guys and fourth. Cause like, it's not fun if I'm just littering this thing with first and second round picks. Yeah. Like what is that? Like, you yeah, know, Chase Young is good at football. Right. Right. So, like, <laughs> right. So like, I'm trying to, like, I'm obviously like, I got to nail my top tip, my six, I get six first rounders. I got to nail those guys. Right. But I'm making decisions basically. So was Chase Young – I'm sorry, was Robert Hunt on this team at one point? You bet. You bet he <laughs> was. You bet he was. And I think I put a 6-7 on him, which was like a bottom half of a second-round grade. That's so where instead, we had him. it. Okay, so instead I went with Jalen Rager, who the yeah. Chiefs liked, okay? Yeah. That was another guy I thought, you know, they really liked him. He right up their alley. Um, not unlike Jalen Waddle, by the way. Just just saying. Uh-oh. Um, and I also went with um Troutman, the tight end from Dayton, because I've been hearing for a couple years now, like, hey, you know, it's important. Like, here's the thing. They haven't invested in that young tight end as a flanker to Kelsey, like as a as a, as a compliment to Kelsey. But I've been hearing for a while now that if the opportunity presents itself and it makes sense they'd be willing to do it. Like, for instance, they like Gesicki right? Like, here's the thing, Gesicki sucked as a rookie, but <laughs> hey, the competent coaching staff, all of a sudden, they line hit him up in the slot, and he's a matchup problem. Do you he understand? Caught, he caught the game winner that sent the Chiefs through the bye week. Exactly, right. So, like, here's the thing about that, you know, it comes down to, like, so much of these things come down to, like, where these guys end up too. Like, the staff has to be competent, man, and um, I, do I like when all juice guys end up with competent staffs? You bet. <laughs> I think I, that helps a lot. Do I wince when I see them end up in places where they don't have great reputations for that? You bet.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that, man. Um, okay, I want to talk – we got to talk a little bit about Chris Jones. You just got something out on Chris Jones today. We're like five days away from the, from the deadline for the Chiefs to come to an agreement with Chris Jones. Do you, do you think there's even, like, enough time for this to happen to, to come together before July 15th? Because it sounds like they really haven't even been talking.
1: I, I just want people to understand that this is a fluid situation and that maybe even by the time this comes out, something could change. Um, but I, but the, the bottom line is that, like, they do want him back. You know, I've been very consistent saying that. And the best thing is that Mahomes' contract is not going to, like, prevent that from happening. Um, the, the issue between the Chiefs and Chris Jones is there's a gap between what he wants to get paid and what they're willing to pay. That's what the column is about. Is, about. is there a middle ground there? Like, is there a way Chris Jones can still be a chief in the long term? Yeah. But that's going to require compromise on both sides, right? Um, do the Chiefs need to get closer to Chris Jones's number? Yeah. <laughs> Would Chris Jones have to be willing to maybe be creative? probably not unlike Pat whose money the next two years didn't change. Probably does it get a little more complicated because Pat had a number for 2021 and Chris Jones doesn't. So you got to come up with that. Yeah. Um, Do I know what's going to happen? I don't. I don't. My point for Chiefs fans is that there's a road here to him staying here long term. Um, Both sides have to work together to make that happen. I don't know if that will happen but you in my opinion just my opinion you should hope it does because to me Chris Jones Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark you can that is the makings still in its prime of a championship caliber defense caliber defense and to me if you had you to win a super bowl you need two good pass rushers in my opinion Um, Unless you just got Belichick, who's just a monster. (laughs) But they've already got Frank and they've got Chris Jones. You can win with that and the alpha defensive back and Matthew and everyone else just being good. You can win with that. So replacing Chris is not going to be easy. But if they have to trade him, is it the end of the world? No, you should trust Brett Veach. He's a good evaluator of talent. Everyone I talk to in the leagues is like, yeah, they can scout. I'll give them that. <laughs> like they, they say that. Like he's got, will, will, Would you have, like if they trade him for a premium pick or two premium picks, are they going to probably hit on the picks? Yes. Is mm-hmm. it the world? No. But should you hold Chris Jones, who just turned 26, stays? Yes. He hasn't had his career season yet. You know, he, like he, he's only, he just turned 26. Mm-hmm. He's going to have three more seasons, including this one, that should be fantastic. He loves the game. He's beloved here. And he should want to stay, too, because when you have Mahomes and a competently run organization and a competent, well, a Hall of Fame-bound coach, I know I'm on the soapbox here, but just to me, this that marriage is a good one. Chris Jones wants to make the Hall of Fame, what do defensive tackles need to do? They need to have spotlight moments in addition to the stacks. Look at Richard Seymour. Richard Seymour was a premium player for the Patriots for a long time. He won multiple Super Bowls. He's still waiting. Now he's going to get in. But like, unless you're like Warren Sapp, they need to be with great teams and have spotlight moments to help grease the skids for that. He's got it made here as long as they pay him what he's worth. So I'm, my whole point in that column, guys, was that I hope both sides can find that middle ground or find some sort of agreement because it's best for both if Chris Jones stays.
0: No I, I, I get what you're saying, my, my man. Um, my question I got one I got a follow up to that and I'll try to get out because I, I know you pressed for time a little bit here. Um, but the chief's response or the chief's role responsibility in this negotiation, we kind of have some ideas on the Chris Jones side of the figure. but why do you think and this this is probably a little bit of asking Therese to speculate, I'm sure, um, why, why is the gap so big? Why on the chief side is the gap so big? What are they telling Chris? What do they see in Chris that is keeping them from increasing their floor for what they're willing to do?
1: I'm not sure what that is. Um, I know people, people love to speculate why. You could talk about, you know, aspects of his game you want to pick apart. You know, I know people are doing that. I'm not going to do that. I, I think because here's what I do believe. They want to bring him back, and that's all that matters. Right. He's a great football player. He's still young. He's a pass rusher. He's an impact guy. And the bottom line is, if he didn't make the plays he made in the Super Bowl, I'm not sure they win it. They know that. He's a great player. He wants to cut Like, you know, like it's best for both sides if he ends up back here. Um, does some of this have to just do a negotiation? Perhaps. Like, you know, deadlines make deals. I've been covering this league long enough <laughs> to know that. Do I know if something's going to happen? I don't. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I want to be very clear. I don't know what the what is going to happen here. I don't. Like things, those sides have to talk. That that has to be figured out. But I, but I, I do know this. If you enjoy championship football in Kansas City, um, I don't, I, I think it's best if he's here. It's not the end of the world if he isn't. Like that'd be good for him too. He'd get his money elsewhere. He'd be a leader and all that. But, like, he can do all that here. And I, I just – as someone who appreciates good football, as someone who's hopefully going to be able to go to football games again by 2022. <laughs> like, I just – I like seeing good football players in the city I live. So, I, I hope he stays, just selfishly, because I think he's a good player, good dude, and all that. They're always going to be playing with the lead with Mahomes. He gets to rush a passer all the time. Right.
0: So it, it's just a great spot for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they, they've shown – Like, the organizational competency matters, man. Like, I wouldn't want to play pro football if I was on a bad team. (laughs) The process don't – people don't understand the process of getting ready to play every Sunday is brutal. It's not fun. Like, it's not – getting ready to play football is not fun. And it's only fun when you're winning. Like, I would want to play for a winner because that makes football worth it, as well as the money. All
0: right, TP, I know we got to get you out real quick. Is Howard making the NCAA tournament now that McCour Makers is in the
1: mix? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I I you know, selfishly, I hope all those – I hope more top-level recruits consider HBCUs because my life in so many ways has been shaped by going to Howard University. Um, it's, it's just a great nurturing atmosphere. Um, it, it was for me. And – um, one of the best things about it is like you take classes about african american history there's just so much history you know there's just so much history that you kind of learn about the story of African Americans in this in this country and that matters that matters um I hope that this is a trend that continues um you know those programs need it too you know at money brings a lot sports brings a lot of money to athletic programs and HBCUs need more funding. Like they need more money. They've been essential to the progress of African Americans in this country for over a hundred years, but they don't get the same um, financial support as more established institutions. So if these players did start going to these schools and they started bringing these crowds on campus, that's going to generate revenue for the school, not just in ticket sales, but in apparel Um, concessions all that and that's a good thing so I I hope so I hope so I think that would be awesome
0: no I do too I think that I I thought it was so cool that he was the first one to kind of really make that step and I think he's going to be a transcender I really do Therese thank you so much for your time people listen to the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast I'm telling you you're not going to regret it I Therese again thank you so much for your time my friend
1: yeah appreciate you guys keep uh, doing great work thanks buddy